0: Greetings P2BP podcast listeners and general Schism 206 audience members. As you may know, it has been a while since anything new has appeared here on the channel. But I wanted to give an update for Podbean listeners about the content, and particularly for premium subscribers or potential subscribers. Because Podbean has made a not so pleasant update to their site in recent months which has made navigating the content a bit more tricky. I will also give a few additional tidbits on what I've been up to these days, and what people can expect in the future, so non-members might get something out of this if they are familiar with any of the research over the years. So first off, while there is not much public content available on here anymore, There are, however, over 600 audio file segments, episodes, whatever you'd like to call them, that are available for premium subscribers here on the Podbean channel. This includes all paid segments of the P2BP podcast and all audio from any of my Schism 206 YouTube content over the years, as well as anything I have produced from the Rockstar Esoterica website for either of the membership plans both initiate and adept so it's the whole enchilada for all of the audio that i've done over the years across these various endeavors so if anyone is interested the podbean plan is 30 dollars per year or you can always go get a membership through the website if you want the video stuff that goes with the non-podcast content because obviously the podcast has no video so the initiate plan is only $12 per year, which of course averages out to a dollar per month, and that includes all old Schism 206 stuff and a few new additions as well. The adept plan of course gives you access to everything, and that is at a modest $6 per month, and it is available in various payment formats such as monthly, 3 month, or yearly plans. But back to the Podbean memberships, which is the issue at hand. I certainly don't expect uh, subscribers to listen to all 600 plus audio segments that are available through this premium subscription, so I wanted to direct people to find the content they are looking for a bit easier instead of having to sift through a bunch of episodes or series that they might not be interested in, especially due to Podbean's so-called update that they did, which made it a lot harder. So why that is, well, I used to have what were called pages that were listed in a menu on my main Podbean page, and this served as a directory to all the episodes, show notes, and the like. And it was very convenient to have it all there. But as so often happens with the so-called updates from various tech companies or social media platforms or email services, what have you, companies like to get rid of the features that people have grown accustomed to, And in my opinion, if you're going to update something, you might want to add a thing or two, but leave what's already there intact. You don't just start getting rid of stuff nilly-willy. Or is it willy-nilly? I don't know. But hey, that's just me and what grinds my gears in particular, especially since I put many hours of work into getting all this set up, and this feature was actually one of the primary reasons I chose Podbean to begin with. So sob story aside, here is the solution. I was able to salvage the directory, and now I have it in my personal Dropbox folder in PDF form. So the main link is in the description below of this episode, and it's also going to be found on the Schism 206 Podbean channel description, I have a little note uh, describing it. So once you're in the folder, you will see the top file called Master Hub for all audio and info. That is a broad directory that will send you to a particular file that is listed below, but since I wanted to give you a number of options on how to find them, I figured the main PDF file would link to them as well. Point being, just look for what you're trying to find there. Everything's categorized, and what happens is in any of those files you'll see a list for every single series so for example occult science or occult catholicism or anything else that i have done you'll find them and you'll see every single audio for that series listed in order and you can just click on it and that will take you to the podbean page so if you just have that sheet open when you're trying to listen to things just click on one and then the next and then the next if you want to find them all if you're having trouble doing it through the podbean app on your own which i'm assuming you would be because if you try to find stuff buried within 600 episodes even though i try to organize them well you don't want to keep scrolling through page after page after page now using the podbean app might be easier with a smartphone but if you're using a desktop or laptop or whatever I find it's much easier to use the directory method that I laid out. So, that being said, there's also some descriptions and notes files for each series, or even the podcast itself. This includes reference files, citations, descriptions of the series, various other resources that all show, hopefully, that I'm not just pulling stuff out of my rear when I'm doing the research, or hopefully more often than not, I'm a keeping it real and I get stuff to point to um, that is tangible. That's for you to decide, but admittedly, there's plenty of things in retrospect I wish I had done differently and made a mistake or three or three hundred. Um, or maybe I didn't quite understand something as well as I do now, but that's just part of the journey, I suppose. Speaking of which, now that we're through the technical mumbo-jumbo of the premium membership, now I can inform you as to what's been going on the past few years. And also what's been going on in the present and potentially in the future. Now, unfortunately, I have not been able to sustain making audio or even video content for that matter. And that is why my website content, which includes the podcast and various other things you'll hear on the membership here. um, Well, that's why it's been stagnant for some time. If I had gained a bit more support financially, um, you know, more memberships and whatnot, Um, That would have given me more financial freedom and thus more time to continue creating the content. Point being, if you come across particular episodes where I say, hey, I'm going to do an extra segment on this or that, like, I guess, the most recent stuff with the Russia-Ukraine thing, the podcast on uh, Eastern Orthodoxy and the various segments that go with that, I think all of those... I left hanging some things I wanted to do for them, but I just don't have the time anymore in conjunction with the financial issue that I just mentioned. So these days, I am married with a year and a half old daughter and potentially more children on the way. I'm also working several jobs with multiple sources of income while taking care of an elderly parent. That all translates to much less time, so I have to be much more selective and how I'd go about doing any research when I can. And back when I began this journey, I was probably about, I don't know, 29 or 30 years old when I started first looking into some of these things, um, seriously. And then I think the first time I made any research content, um, when it started appearing on the YouTubes, was probably when I was like 32 or so. And it's been nearly 10 years since then. And I'm not quite as young as I used to be, though I'm still not an old geezer just yet. I can still play things like basketball pretty well, even though my hops have severely declined over the last decade. I think those are the first things to go, um, as I began to notice in my early 30s. I used to be able to dunk a basketball, not super well or consistently. Um, But, you know, I could ball a little bit. Um, These days, I don't think I could even touch the rim unless I was having a really good day, but that's life. Anyways, enough reminiscing. Seeing as I've changed my views on many things over the years and also changed my demeanor on how I approach a lot of topics, well, that means the way I'm dealing with the research these days has also drastically changed. I actually haven't stopped doing the research altogether, even though I took some major steps back from it and didn't really produce anything and, you know, had a lot of other things going on. But, you know, it kind of waxes and wanes. Nevertheless, I'm still trying to produce something substantial with it, and that is why I've been pouring whatever time I have into writing a book, which, if things go well enough, could potentially turn into a series. But, as one book alone, it still is already pretty epic. Um, There's a lot that has gone into it and will continue to go into it. I have it all kind of planned out, um, and I just need to execute the rest of it, basically. And so, much of it has been written and accomplished, Um, I just gotta stick with it and be consistent, and if I can do that, it should be out sometime late next year. I'm also working with a publisher on it, but it's still very much an independent endeavor in many ways. Now, I won't bore people with all the details of it, but simply put, it's an amalgamation of sorts of all the things that I've looked at over the years, but with what I think is a better overall perspective on all those different topics. Now, If there's any two series that I think best describes the book, it would be probably a fusion of occult science and occult Catholicism, but of course with a little more tact and reserve on certain things, and maybe even a radical change of opinion on others. As many of you know, there's a lot of topics and wild stuff I've looked at over the years, and I've entertained a great many views which, at times, have also varied quite wildly. But these days, I think that the pendulum does not swing nearly as widely as it used to for me, going from one extreme to the next. And I think I pretty much know how I feel about most things these days. And like I said, that pendulum swing is just kind of a fine-tuning thing at this point, um, for the most part. However, one caveat I would give is that knowing how I feel or think about a topic, with a certain amount of certainty, doesn't necessarily mean that I think that I've figured out that topic or something. Actually, what it means for a number of things, and most of them are from the conspiratorial side of things, I've just come to realize that I'm pretty much agnostic on a number of these ideas or topics or uh, events, if you will, controversial events you know, things like the JFK assassination or all the weirdness that's gone on since a certain disease, virus, whatever you want to call it, came onto the scene a few years ago. For me, I think the best way to explain these things or what's at the heart of the matter, uh, to borrow a biblical phrase or two, is the war in heaven or the powers and principalities explanation of what's really going on with all the crazy stuff that people talk about and have very diverse opinions on. And whenever one thinks about any of those things, I think most all of them, with a few exceptions, fall underneath the umbrella of those models I mentioned, the powers and principalities and what people might call quote unquote spiritual warfare, even though I think it's kind of a cliched term and it kind of invokes a certain amount of cheesiness sometimes in the mind of most people. But that's a major focus of the book and how to kind of step back and look at all the data and allow for people to have varying opinions and you don't have to get all nasty with them about it or not. Um, And so I'm trying to find that balance of being diplomatic and harmonizing and trying to have a, a big camp of people who are trying to do the right thing and trying to understand what's going on in the world. and. Um, Basically, just trying to do what's good, right, and just, and avoid what's evil, as difficult as it is, and how we fail a lot of times at that, but when people debate over what's right and wrong and how to approach these different things, that's where it gets kind of messy. So, I try to sidestep as much of that as I can, and put the focus, nuance, and detail on the greater picture with all those things. So, would it be ambiguous with all that, Mike? (laughs) Um, I guess maybe that's my way of uh, previewing or teasing out the book. So, beginning to wrap it up here. When the book is closer to getting to done, I may hop back on here with a few extra teasers, and I'll definitely be giving an update when the book is being finally released. And I'm also planning on doing an audiobook for it, which I will upload for the premium members on Podbean here as well as make it available for the Rockstar Esoterica members on the ADEPT plan and it will also be on the other usual audiobook outlets. And to be perfectly honest, I feel like I'm much more in my element writing than I ever was making audio and video content. I feel like I can articulate everything I need to about a thousand times better in writing And all of my rambling, tangents, and long-winded sentences that much of the audience probably is sick of, or gets sick of, over time... (laughs) Well, they're much more controlled and contained, and filled with more purpose in the writing, I'm able to, you know, go back and revise things and whatever. With the audio, you kind of hit record, you make a mistake here or there, you go back, but you just kind of chug through it, and hope for the best in the end. At least that's been my approach, because you only have so many hours in the day it's a lot of work, it takes up a lot of time, and I would do a better job if, you know, like I said before, if there was more interest in leading to more financial capabilities to do such things. But that's just not the case, and I can accept that. That's totally fine. You give a shot with what you can. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, you move on, right? But when you're dealing with a lot of complex topics, and you like to get into the details and the nitty-gritty of things, I find that with the audio-video stuff, it's just much more difficult because it's just really not a good fit for that format. Now, I am the kind of dude that can listen to a three-hour podcast. I always have activities that I do or at work doing this or that. I try to find jobs where I can absorb things through audio. And if it's something that interests me, I can chug through two, three, four hours, um, almost straight with a few breaks here and there and just absorb a bunch of fairly complicated stuff if i'm interested in it i know that most people aren't like that and i know that even if i am interested in something if something gets too convoluted or all over the place you know you can't sustain it and i admit that i've certainly done that before and it's just hard because i didn't quite know how to stop whenever i try to fix any of the issues that i found in any of my content I just found that I ended up making it worse by trying to actively (laughs) change it, rather than just letting it organically flow and just letting it be what it was. So long story short, with shorter video series like occult science and things like that, it wasn't really much of a problem. But making shorter videos is actually more time consuming, I think, because you have to keep splicing things up and exporting and uploading and all these other things that go into it. So, it was just easier over time for me to pack things into longer episodes and, you know, just throw it on there. So, point being, the reading is just easier to pick up and put down for stuff that's longer and complex, in my opinion. And returning to segments or sections of videos and podcasts, you know, oh, I go back and where was I, you know? I think that format is just much less suited for the denser material. You really need a good book that's laid out, and you're able to kind of absorb it in a much more fitting way. Again, one man's opinion. But overall, the old stuff, all the audio and the video that I'm talking about here, some things I felt good about, others not so much. Other stuff I just felt okay about. I was never quite comfortable with it all, despite people constantly telling me that I have a fairly good radio voice. So just because you have a decent radio voice doesn't mean you're going to be a decent radio personality or have the right psychological makeup for it for podcasting and audio stuff, which I really don't think that I do. It doesn't mean that I can't do it. It's just not something that comes very natural to me. Um, Whereas the writing, I feel once I worked on it, and it's not that it just comes natural and it's easy, but once you put some work into trying to do it well, I just felt in my element, and I still do, and I am feeling more in my element every day doing it. Doesn't mean that it's still not a, well, I can't say that word, but ton of work, let's say. (laughs) Had to curb my former degenerate heathen inclinations there, not try to swear like I used to so much. But anyways, um... Writing, I think, is just a better way for me personally to get stuff off my mind and my chest that is next to impossible to talk about with most people I come across and know personally and in my everyday life. Um, That's not to knock any of these people. I mean, some days I wish I was just like that dude from The Sopranos and The Matrix eating steak with Agent Smith who just wants to go back and forget about all that stuff you (laughs) learned. I don't really feel that way, but I have that temptation or i you know feel that way on the days that uh i'm just kind of uh feeling a bit overwhelmed let's say but nevertheless that's just the reality of the situation i'm not knocking people who you know don't do well with some of these topics let's just say that Um, i kind of envy them sometimes and it's not a superiority thing. It's just kind of the way it is. Some people are more inclined to look at this stuff than others, and sometimes (laughs) when you do, uh, you become a much, much worse person and realize maybe you shouldn't have looked at it at all. (laughs) Uh, Everybody's different, and you kind of just gotta figure out the kind of person you are in the process. And that's why, for me, the, uh, the Catholic view put everything in order for me and allowed me to kind of go back to being a person who was a bit more um, generally joyful and at ease with things Um, and so I guess that was my journey continues to be I don't know what yours is but I'll move on from babbling on about that and just mention lastly on this topic that this doesn't mean that I'll never do anything with audio or video ever again Um, But if I do, it will likely be based around something like promoting the book or other similar related things. So until more with the book comes, that is it for a while. If anyone has any questions, feel free to hit me up. You can contact me through the website as usual. I have that listed below and in the Podbean main page, the info section um, where we have the directories listed and all that stuff. Or you can just email me at schism206 at use.startmail.com and as an aside if anyone comes across my old YouTube channel it's still up but they'll probably notice that there's nothing public available anymore I have a short video on the channel that's the only one there I believe Uh, maybe there's one more I don't know I haven't looked at it in a while but it briefly explains some of the issues that have happened over the past few years it's a long story a bit multifaceted, but all of the facets involve censorship issues in some form or another, ranging from YouTube cracking down to Vimeo canceling me and losing all of my videos uh, that I uploaded over several years. And the way you do some plans there, you're only allowed uh, so many upload megabytes or gigabytes per week, so it can take a long time to get all those videos up and they just nixed it all one day no questions asked no way to appeal it or anything like that that was a little frustrating and then there were some other attacks from other um, blogosphere people we'll leave it at that that kind of forced me to rethink how i do these things and what i put out there in the public and how i do it so that's another reason for writing the book i feel like i can put things into. uh better format for public consumption that I feel comfortable with and won't affect other people that I might be associated with that was actually more of the issue you know it's one thing if people attack you online but if you're associated with somebody else and it harms their way of being or their reputation or even their employment or something like that um, you know I don't want to do that if it's possible to avoid that so that's all kind of caught up in the story I won't elaborate it on it any further than that So to wrap it up here, to all of the old school listeners, the people who have been there since the beginning, thank you all for your support over the years. And anybody who's found me in between them, thank you as well. And for newer or first time listeners, um, I will apologize for my potty mouth in the older content if you happen to absorb any of that. Um, It's one of those things I really wish I had done differently, like many things, but that one in particular. Especially had I known where I'd end up and, you know, doing this book and it actually becoming something. Because when I started all the research and making stuff, I was just doing it because it was kind of getting my things off my mind and connecting with people who would talk about these things, because as I said before, it was very difficult to find anybody in my normal life, if you will, that would ever talk about any of these things. I think there's probably... I can count on one hand the people I can talk with about these things And some of them is still, there's many things that just, it's not really going (laughs) to happen. And it was also a way to, I don't want to say correct things, but I heard a lot of stuff. You know, YouTube talking points on various things, especially the esoteric occult stuff. And when I started reading some of these books, as people know, the Blavatskys, the Pikes, Crowleys, people like that, and then digging into various other things from there, you realize just how wrong people are in a lot of things and i don't mean that in a mean way i'm not judging people I, it's understandable but it was just a very instant like excuse me innocent sort of sentiment where i was like you know maybe people might want to know this <laughs> so you know you throw it out there and then all of a sudden you go down all these rabbit holes and you end up you know where i ended up so it was never expected it was very bizarre when i look back on it especially my life it's just there's Things you just never expect. I'm sure everybody has that with their own lives, but, you know, when it's your own and you live in it every day, um, it's certainly going to seem stranger to you than to other people, I suppose. So, yeah, back to the point. Uh, My former degenerate heathen tongue (laughs) that I had for most of my life, because that's what I was, although I was probably a fairly nice and pleasant heathen, for the most part, as many are, Um, with various periods of darkness, you know, sprinkled in between that were pretty bad. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. I can't go back and change it. I can't go back and bleep everything out. That would take (laughs) probably days to do that. Um, And I'm sure a lot of people don't care at all about that. But for me and my conscience, um, you know, it's definitely one of the the stains on my uh, old content that I wish wasn't there. Um, and is part of the reason for it not being in public consumption, certainly not the only one. Um, so I will leave it at that. Uh, like I said, I'll be back on here to give any updates that are major on the book. Thanks again, everybody for listening. And hopefully all of the directories and stuff will be useful and helpful for the Podbean premium subscribers.